Blog Talk Radio. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love Radio Show. This radio show is about narcissistic abuse, a journey to self-love. And I really want to talk about this and deeply share what I've learnt about this. But to set the scene, let's start at this very point. One day when you have those intense feelings and fears of this is not right, I'm being destroyed and this is not going to end well. One day it hits us with full force and the writing is so in our face that it's not just on the wall. And there is no ignoring hard facts anymore. We realise in this situation of being abused that things aren't getting better, they're getting worse. We don't have any rights. Everything's falling apart and we are fast running out of the excuses to deny that this is happening to us. And then we discover that we've been having a relationship with someone who was suffering from narcissistic personality disorder. And as we read through a list, we ticked all the boxes and our jaw landed firmly on the ground. And at first we don't want to accept that this has happened to us. Why would we when there are so many awful truths that go with this, such as the love wasn't real. The person that we thought he or she was doesn't exist. This person doesn't care about my well-being. And maybe he or she admitted to being damaged, because some narcissists do. Yet the promises, the admissions, and even what we perceived as deep ownership of having issues didn't and don't stand up. They don't offer any real relief and the abuse is intensifying and escalating. So rather than growing and healing together, the episodes are becoming more and more frequent and are triggered by less and less fuel. The cracks in the relationship with this person have become deep gushing fissures. And we start discovering things that make our hair stand on end and every inch of our moral fibre twist in horror. And even worse, we recognise that we're sliding down a slippery slope to a dismantled sense of self, high anxiety and panic attacks, loss of desire to connect to life, and the anguished fears of what will happen next, how bad things could get and what we'll be facing if we try to leave. And maybe we are so hooked that we can't even fathom leaving. And this part is terrifying and it's emotionally devastating because we really didn't know how much of our soul had been sold over, how much we'd been susceptible to and groomed to hand all of our power over. We didn't realise how much we positioned this person as our parent or God and based all of our emotions and life on what he or she is or isn't doing. We didn't realise 
that we had become chained emotionally to a false self and false source and in doing so forfeited our human rights and even ability to love and care for ourselves. So many times in this part, even when we knew there was no hope, we did our best to convince ourselves it will work out somehow. Despite the cruel acts, the real life disasters, the ship going down, and even when our emotions were screaming at us relentlessly, I tried to convince myself to hang in there many, many times. And I know many of you may be going through this right now. And that's why I wanted to do this radio show, to really identify with you, meet you with where you're at, and have a conversation deeply with you about what is really going on and the purpose to all of this. And I want to share with you my life before narcissistic abuse and my life during recovery and after narcissistic abuse. I remember before being narcissistically abused, having stories and watching movies such as Sleeping with the Enemy and seeing some friends in abusive relationships and I thought, this would never be me. Stuff like that, demeaning put-downs, psychological abuse, violence, pathological lying, criminal activity and purposeful mining of resources had never been my model of the world. I guess I'd led a really sheltered life. No one had the perfect childhood and neither did I. However, I was always brought up with really good values and high integrity and doing the right thing because my parents were model citizens in this way. So being constantly accused of affairs, being hit, threatened and stalked, police, drama, court cases, fleeing, defending attacks, being fraudulently embezzled, having my reputation smashed to pieces and lying awake at night fearing for my life, with things I never thought I'd be experiencing. But I did, and I still went back for more. How? Why? None of it made any sense. Why had I been able to walk away previously from any man who spoke abusively to me or raise a hand to me? Yet in this case, I was regularly called a whore, bent over desks with a fist held to my head, backhanded for walking in the door late and was trembling in my shoes every time I was held up in a checkout line and so many more things that I could fill 10 pages with. So why in this case that was way beyond anything I had tolerated ever did I still believe I loved this man and he really loved me and it was a sole contract for me to stay and love him back to health? This is the reason because narcissistic abuse is not normal. It's not like any normal relationship and its higher purpose goes way beyond any normal relationship. I believe that relationships are all for the purpose to grow in our relationship to self fundamentally. And this is important because we can't attract healthy relationship or give healthy relationship unless our self relationship is healthy. Narcissistic relationships take this to a whole other level. I believe narcissistic abuse is more than just this. I believe it is one of the greatest and highest level of spiritual and self-development wake-up calls we could ever go through. Before I believed and deeply understood this, 
I had a different spin on what was happening with him and me. I believed that I alone was his only salvation and I could rescue this shattered little boy inside who I believed really adored and loved me. I believed my love could do it and that by being his salvation, our love would be my salvation and this would finally grant me the true soulmate love that had eluded me my whole life. After all, I'd never felt so connected to anyone ever in my life. And this higher purpose of such a powerful feeling of connection was perfect, even though I didn't see it at the time, because the agonizing confusion pulls addiction, sustained repeated abuse and my inability for such a long time to let go and protect and heal myself back to health were all designed to bring forth a grand requirement. This was all about a grand requirement to establish my own self-love. This was the opportunity to establish my own connection to myself and to start generating life with a higher power rather than assigning another adult with that job. This opportunity was a necessary life requirement because if I hadn't embraced my soul's higher plan, I know I would not be alive today. What I deeply now know as a result of my own personal journey and my journey with so many others is this. Those of us who have been narcissistically abused are all faced with the grand requirement of self-love. And initially this goes against every grain in our body. Until very recently, loving yourself was considered self-absorbed. And deeply falling in love with yourself, whoa, surely that's got to be completely narcissistic. If you state to a member of an older generation that your highest goal is to deeply fall in love with yourself, you will see how they recoil. They won't just think you're selfish. They may believe that it's ungodly or assume that you're mentally unstable. This is the incredible job our leaders and world have done of cloaking the truth in illusions, grooming us to not be our own person, not be in our own divine true power, demean ourselves, diminish our self-worth, and believe we have no authority or ability to know our own truth. These authorities have created us to hand our power over, to do things that we're told to do without questioning it, or seeing what is really going on. If we really loved and valued ourselves, which then extends to the ability to genuinely love and value others, we would not allow these levels of abuse to ourselves or each other. We would be awake. We would not be so easily manipulated. Rather than be encouraged to awaken to our connection to ourselves, we were taught to be dependent and fulfill obligations, serve, go without, follow status quo such as to death do we part and all sorts of other requirements that did not allow us to listen to or anchor into our own truth, have personal rights or follow the calling and language of our own soul which is our connection to a higher power that has nothing to do with what people have manipulated us to believe. And often this manipulation is cloaked in claims of being obtained from a higher power and of course the rules change depending on what authority you take these claims from. 
or used with the baits that appeal to our disconnected, fearful state of never being enough selves. Messages like, listen to me and do this and you will have money, acquisition, status, sex appeal, approval, love and attention. Until we realize that is exactly the manipulative hook that the narcissist brings to us for the purpose of our own evolution. The narcissist presents, regardless of whether you are dependent on the narcissist because you're their child, or you're having an adult-to-adult relationship with a narcissist, what the narcissist presents is this. I am your answer, your salvation, and the answer to your every insecurity and fear you had about yourself, life, and other people. And we buy it. As children, you had very little choice as a child with a narcissistic parent. As an adult, if you have not yet established a self-connection, you also have very little emotional choice. If we are not awake to the absolute truth of what this is really about, we believe narcissistic abuse is simply a terrible calamity, an unfortunate showdown with real-life evil. When we are asleep to the higher truth, we have no idea about why we were susceptible. And that was that we had not yet learned how to be authentic to ourselves and healthily connected to life and our higher power. And we didn't realize that loving self is the first essential step to create this way of healthy being. Before we realize the higher purpose of why narcissistic abuse happened to us, our pain becomes all about our indignation, our rage, our despair and our righteousness, our victimhood. And we have no clue as to why we're not getting any better. I was there. And the really strange thing was, no matter how many times I hated him, bagged him out and reported to all and sundry what a monster he was, I still felt like I was going to die without him, that I couldn't let go. And I continued to try everything possible to make him get it. Surely, surely despising someone would mean you want nothing to do with them ever again, I used to tell myself. Nope, it didn't. It really meant I hadn't realized the truth of what was happening yet. If we don't understand and accept the truth, we're not free. We're stuck in painful illusions. We try to force this person who is clearly not loving us into loving us because we are still assigning this person as our source. We still haven't anchored into our own deservedness to learn how to fully love ourselves or become our own source, directly creating with a higher source. And this is a concept we're not generally familiar with at this point. We're still firmly cemented in the unconscious programs, the narcissist is my source. And even if we can get our focus onto imagining being our own source, it feels wrong, selfish. Or we may believe we're unworthy of such a connection, Or maybe we believe it will ultimately render us alone. Or maybe we do want a healthy relationship with ourselves desperately, but we feel so helpless, hopeless, devastated and even pathetic that we have no idea how on earth we could ever believe in ourselves again enough or have the confidence to do it. 
Or maybe we don't even know that this is a necessity because nobody modelled it for us or explained that it was. The truth is we are not programmed to know that connecting to ourselves was a necessity. Instead, we were programmed to not seek inner awareness, not trust ourselves and go along with other people's versions of how our life should be. In our disconnected state of not creating self-love, we remain powerless. The pain doesn't go and we try all sorts of maladaptive ways to stop the pain. My maladaptive ways were all about focusing fully on him and believing if I could change what he was doing or get him to fix what he'd done or even bring him to justice and accountability regarding what he'd done, that I could heal. And it didn't work. And I was no closer to picking up and working with the higher purpose of why this had happened to me, which was all about creating my own self-love. In fact, I was miles away from it and I didn't know any better. My self-talk was still abysmal. My incessant blaming and shaming of him and other narcissistic people was causing continuous cortisol and adrenaline to flood through my system. I was treating my body like it was a valueless vessel. My mind and soul were similarly ignored. I still used addictions and distractions to avoid going to my traumatized emotions, facing them and healing them. And in short, I wasn't getting it. I wasn't evolving. I was on a path of disintegration. My disintegration led me to the bottom of where it could go. He was not stopping the abuse. I was still hooked and everything was falling apart. And then I fell apart more than ever before, this time completely. I had no logical mind left to keep me believing in illusions. I had nothing left outside of myself to save me or give me any hope for the future. And I had no physical or mental health left to continue on as normal. So I only had two choices. Leave the planet or surrender. And I surrendered. Everything within me collapsed and I asked God to step in because I just couldn't do life anymore. I don't think I did this expecting to be saved. Rather, I did this because there was nothing else to do. Then the awakening happened. And that day, in that absolute moment of total surrender, a truth of such blinding clarity filled me that I knew the truth. There was no missing it. I'd never known anything so clearly in my whole life. I knew the entire journey I'd gone on with narcissistic abuse was for the higher purpose of showing me my disconnection to myself that was not the truth of my soul and my life. And I was shown that there was a 180 degree turn possible of coming inside myself to deeply self-partner and begin the journey of profound self-love and self-acceptance, which would then create my connection to this higher power and life and others in the most powerful, joyful and loving ways. I knew then in that moment of crystal clear clarity, point blank, where my lack of self-partnering and assigning someone else as a source to give me myself had ended up a hairline breadth away from total demise. From a state of 37 kilos, a complete psychotic breakdown, adrenal malfunction, 
complicated post-traumatic stress disorder and a shattered life, I had a lot of work to do. I really had a lot of work to do because I'd been told I would never recover from my conditions, could only ever hope to manage them with antipsychotics and I would have an impaired life for the rest of my life. Regardless of being told that, I now knew that my evolution was the most important reason I was in a human body and choosing to be having a life experience and that everything was simply the play out of how I was or wasn't signing up for that. So what else was there to do? I wasn't religious, I was spiritual. I'd always believed in the universe, a higher consciousness and a higher power. My version of God to me. But I'd never really understood what it was to be at one with this power. I previously thought of this higher power as some sort of parent. And that if I was good and I had an integrity that God would support me. You know, like good things happen to good people. I hadn't realized until now that this higher power was a partner. And to partner with this higher power meant I needed to see myself as this higher power saw me as worthy, as lovable and as, and as acceptable and that required fully self-partnering myself. I'd never previously realized connecting to the knowing that I was unconditionally loved and supported by this higher power required finally loving and accepting myself first. Now I did realize and the narcissist became irrelevant because because it wasn't about him. It was all about me. He was only a symptom that showed up on my own disconnected trajectory. In fact, I realized if it hadn't have been him in the stage play of my life, someone else would have needed to fill his shoes. Throughout the following days and weeks after this awakening, more ahas came in thick and fast. I realized the ways I thought about myself, that I was never good enough, the ways I demanded more and more self-perfection and the ways I spoke to myself were identical to the way the narcissist had treated me. I realized the harsh conditional love I treated myself with. The stuff which was like, I will like you Melanie, not even love you, that was far too great a stretch. If you get this done or achieve that, exactly matched the relentless conditional demands I experienced with the narcissist. I realized the lack of time spent getting to deeply know, connect, soothe, heal or build trust and love with myself completely matched the absolute emotional abandonment and insane allegations I experienced with the narcissist which had me screaming at him so many times, you don't even know who I am. Who really didn't know who I was? It didn't matter what realization exploded up into my awareness after this awakening, one after the other, after the other, after the other. And it all led to the same truth. People can only love, connect to and treat me at the level that I love, connect to and treat myself. And this doesn't mean that I was a bad person. It meant that I could be really bad to myself.
And why are we like this? The answer is simple. Because our world and role models have taught us that we are the last person we should give our own love, devotion and attention to. This journey taught me profoundly how totally screwed up that is. So on this journey with these awarenesses, the truth was setting me free so much that the narcissist became totally irrelevant. And this is not to say that surges of memories of fear and pain and anguish weren't triggered or thoughts of him, him didn't come into my head or that I wasn't still having needy, empty, scared, panicked feelings of addiction to him. I was. However, I knew these feelings weren't to do with him. They were to do with me. He was only the manifestation of my inner stuff. And it wasn't like I just knew that truth and that was enough. For any of us, for any of us that alone doesn't deliver us to the other side. It's all about the necessary quest to self-partner, which means getting inside ourselves and doing the work. And this means the dissolving of every false limiting belief that we had about ourselves, our connection to our higher power and life and others that caused us to be disconnected from being our own healthy source to self. All of these painful charges about him were only the symptom. There were deeper reasons going on inside my body, inside my subconscious programming that needed my love and attention. And I knew that this was all about my relationship to myself, up-leveling my painful beliefs and previous young wounds and misconceptions and emotional decisions which had been sabotaging my ability to fully love and accept myself and know that I was worthy of unconditional love and acceptance from my higher power and love and life itself. This was all about, at the end of the day, my worthiness to be a human, alive and breathing and to be filled with love, joy, purpose and inspiration and life force without having to earn it rather being able to receive and experience it simply because I existed. Because only then could I authentically be a loving, joyous, inspirational human being contributing to myself and life in loving, joyous, inspirational and life-affirming ways. Only this way could I be free. And I knew that that was a gift that was the coming home of this journey and I knew it was obtainable because I'd been shown it in my awakening and I knew as yet that I hadn't ever obtained the gift. Up to date I'd always felt not good enough, not worthy and I was hiding these inner wounds with trying to get other people to love me and approve of me and striving for perfection that so finally one day I could feel good enough to accept myself. I hadn't realized that wholeness was a state that I could just be without all these faulty, painful inner programs that I'd been conditioned with as a child, inherited from previous generations and absorbed from the world I lived in. Like so many of us, I had been previously asleep 
because when we are disconnected from ourselves we don't even know it we don't know it because we've been programmed since a young child to only know our normal disconnection from ourselves may be humanly normal but it's not natural not natural seeks establishing itself back to center and for people like us narcissistic abuse smashes through our life to shine a whopping great spotlight reflecting back to us where we really are with ourselves so that we can finally know that lack of self-love and self-acceptance and obsolete self-partnering is not the life we are supposed to live that's the work that's the journey it's all about coming home to self-love so what does self-love look like after narcissistic abuse and I'll keep this about me and what this journey has been and how this journey continues to personally expand for me but I know that this is not just about me because I passionately want this for everyone who has been narcissistically abused self-love for me started with total dedication to self with the first step being cleaning out the agonizing screaming emotional wounds in my body and until this journey I had not realized how important the connection to my body was I thought it was all going on in my head but I learned it wasn't I realized that the thoughts in my head were a product of my inner wounds and if I addressed my inner wounds then the thoughts in my head would change and they did my body was contracted it was shut down it was traumatized and festering with emotional triggers dread and fears of living all of these emotions related to painful inner beliefs ones I had always carried and ones that were fully activated and brought into consciousness as a result of being narcissistically abused to do the work meant dropping out of a great deal of regular life not that I really could do it much anyway in the state I ended up and it meant spending every moment I possibly could becoming intimately alone with myself connecting with myself and deeply going inside myself to find and shift these wounds out that was the beginning of for the first time in my life profound self-partnering the more I self-partnered in, in this way the more space opened up inside me and I was able to bring into my inner freed up space a connection to my higher power that's up leveling the old beliefs being replaced with the higher source truths on these topics I was being released from my past self and was starting to evolve into a level of feelings and being that I had never had access to before I was filling with love and I was becoming love and the more I became love the more I wanted to love me I stopped polluting my emotions and condemning bad people and deeply understood the higher wisdom on this topic that they were merely acting out of their intense wounds that had disconnected them from themselves I stopped holding other people responsible for my life and well-being and started to tap into my own higher self for guidance my self-loathing demands for perfection and conditional self-love ceased to exist 
I started to nourish and flourish myself with good nutrition, yoga, exercise and hanging out with healthy, positive people. I embarked on adventures and pursuits that I never had the confidence to do before this time. I started speaking up authentically to people about what I needed and how we could evolve our relationship together. I healthily confronted and laid boundaries when required and easily let go of people and situations that weren't healthy without my previous fears of criticism, rejection or abandonment. I made the solid commitment to myself that when any uncomfortable feelings in my emotions surfaced, I would continue to go into my body, self-partner, find and release associated emerging limiting beliefs. As I worked diligently at transforming into my true self, I became thrilled with the total joy of evolving myself and receiving constant feedback from life that what I was doing was working in incredible ways. I was shifting out of the old order of my life and midwifing a new life which I've never experienced before. This is the model of self-love after narcissistic abuse. And when we self-partner at the inner level, the outer starts organically unfolding. When we look after our consciousness as our biggest mission through self-partnering, what really means, which really means transcending our previous wounded state, the rest follows. And I realized that this was the true purpose of living, not getting things to be whole, rather continually growing towards more wholeness. And none of this would have been possible if I hadn't had the massive wake-up call of narcissistic abuse and none of this would have been possible if I'd not started the journey inwards inside myself to self-love. And I know the same is true for you. So I want you to please know that on Valentine's Day I decided to release some really special offers regarding all of my programs and each one of these programs is all about that transforming and that self-partnering and that meeting yourself on those deep inner levels. It is about the building of self-love and self-acceptance and your connection to a higher power. So regardless of how much self-disconnection you've suffered or how many negative beliefs you've been programmed with or how painful your life has turned out as a result, exactly like mine did, mine ended up on the last millimeter of life. I promise you with effort and the right tools, all of that can be reversed and it can be turned around. And I would love nothing more than for you to join me on this journey and be able to do that for yourself. So what I would like you to do if you want to have a look at those programs is you can go to www.melanietoniaevans.com forward slash Valentine's Day is the one word. So again, it's www.melanietoniaevans.com forward slash Valentine's Day. And these specials are going to be ending this Saturday, 
Melbourne time, the 21st of February, 12pm. So I really, really hope that this radio show resonates with you and you can feel, you can feel the truth of what I'm saying. The higher purpose and the higher truth of all of this. And I really look forward to answering any of your questions or comments that you have on the blog, which will be coming out tomorrow. This will all be an article. So that's it for me, everybody. So for now, bye-bye and lots of love.